<clears throat> so we're on the second of our four special Sundays during this month of Back to Church, basically. And last week, we looked at Back to the Future. And uh, we talked about not forever looking in our rearview mirror, but starting to look through our windshield again at all that God, <clears throat> excuse me, all that God has still got for you. God is not finished with you yet. Is there an amen in the house? No way. No way. And today we look at back to basics. How many of you have ever been through a downsizing moment in the house? How many of you have moved house and you had to do a downsizing? Yeah? It's like the loft, isn't it? During lockdown, do you remember lockdown? You've all forgotten lockdown, haven't you? But during lockdown, we were locked down, weren't we? And so Rachel decided one day that this was our moment to do everything we could possibly do that we've always said we didn't have the time to do. The garden was one of them, and the loft <clears throat> was the other. Well, we had things in our loft that... And, and you ask this question, don't you? If you? Somebody said, if you haven't used it or seen it for two years, you should ditch it. And so we... We, we got rid of, downsized, a tremendous amount of stuff. I love to see children when they are playing. We, we were looking at some kids the other day, and Rachel just said to me, she says, she is in a world of her own. And she was got a dolly, and she was talking to the dolly, and everything in her world was wonderful. She was a great mom. This was a perfect baby. This was a, there was no worries. There was no finance. There was been no financial issues. No, 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 it, there's been no pandemic. There was no, the world was uncluttered. Her world was simple. It was back to basics for her. Uh, she'd not been rejected yet. She'd not had the challenge of debt. She'd never failed. Uh, she'd never been the cause of any upsets ever. Uh, this little girl, she, she was just living in perfect world. Now, we will all say a little bit cynically, but she'll grow up, and, and, and life gets complex. Say, the, say with me the word complex. complex. I mean, if you know what that means. You get up in the morning, <clears throat> and you do your to-do list. It's complex, isn't it? You think about the things that you need to do, and it's complex. You think about the things from yesterday that are, are now coming back to bite you, and it's complex. The whole lot of life these days is complex. Uh, even our spiritual life can get complex as we try and balance the things that we know that we ought to do with the things that we wish to do and the pressures of our life and all those demands. We want to pray, don't we? More, uh, but. Uh, we want to read the Word of God more every day for lengthy periods of times, <clears throat> but. We want to be at church more, but. Uh, we want to give more, but. We want to serve more, but. And so it goes on, but, 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 but. And life gets complex. And then we lay ourselves down asleep at night and we go, oh, God, like, this is too complex. And we want to close our eyes and imagine that the whole thing goes away. But it doesn't. But we can do something about it. And the message today is about doing something about that complex, your, my, complex world, so that actually we end up giving our attention, our faith, to do 
something that is actually really on God's agenda, and we don't waste our time doing stuff that is on who knows agenda. It's back to basics. In the Old Testament, God gave to the children of Israel a ten-point guide to living life as God would have it. We know it as the Ten Commandments. And in the Ten Commandments, God established some parameters that we needed to stay in between, and there were some fine lines that you better not uh, get over at all. If you cross them, then you were in trouble. These Ten Commandments, they dealt with both our relationship with God and our relationship with people that were around us. We know about the Ten Commandments. Then you turn the pages into the New Testament, and suddenly you find Jesus being asked to put those Ten Commandments into some sort of priority order so that we can get the basics of really what was the heart of the Ten Guides of these Ten Commandments. What, what is all that about? Let's read it, shall we? In Matthew 22, 36 through 40, and it says this, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, all the law, that's the Ten Commandments, and the prophets, everything that the prophets had declared and spoke the word of God, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. That's pretty basic, isn't it? That's coming back to basic. You're not sure, you, you know, if I were to issue you all a piece of paper and say, write down the Ten Commandments, it might be a struggle, but you can remember the two, love God, love people. That's it. What are the greatest two commandments? Love God, love people. Say it with me. Love God, love people. It all comes down to this. Love God, love people. And this statement at the end of that discourse with Jesus and the person that was asking him the question is so revealing when he says, all other things hang on these two commandments. And that's true for us today in this complex world and in your complex life if you can get those two things right love God and love people all the rest will find its its place it will find its position it will find its balance instead of you being driven by this this and this and this and this you'll find yourself just centering on focusing on loving God and loving your neighbor loving people loving people that's what that's what the bible tells us that we should be doing See, when we became a Christian, how many of you have, be, have become a Christian here today? Not today, but like some other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, people all over the place. And, and, and you at home, have you become a Christian already? You know, if you haven't, today's a good day to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. Any day is. It's the most important decision of life. What happens when you become a Christian? You are given a new life. Amen? A clean life. Amen. A new start. Amen. A relationship with God. It's wonderful, isn't it? You are, you are forgiven. Clean sheet. Wow, it's an awesome thing, isn't it, to be able to be realize that we are being born again. Never, ever take your salvation for granted. Remember this, that God did it for you so that you can have life and all of its fullness. And because of the grace that Jesus showed towards you, He died on a cross to give you that, to buy it for you, actually. The Bible word is redeemed. He redeemed you from the old way of life and gave you this brand new life because of His grace. And through the Holy Spirit, He does a work inside us. And, you know, the, the, the Bible 
and theologians love to use this word, he actually regenerated something on the inside of us. Something had died. In a complex world, something had died. You know, the, the spirit man inside you was not living. But then you got born again, like the Bible says. You got saved. You got given a brand new life. And something on the inside of you came alive again. It's wonderful, isn't it? Never, ever lose the joy of your salvation. But we live in a world... A world that seemingly is like, uh, have you ever driven your car down the road and you picked up a tack and suddenly you were driving really good and then poof, your tires went flat? That's really dangerous when it's one of the front tires, isn't it? It happened to us just a little while ago and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Life can do that to us. That's like a parable, that, that, that little story. That's, that's what Jesus used all the time. And maybe you're trying to steer your life, but you've got a tack in your front wheel, and it's a bit, bit hard to stay on track. You know, God's got good news for you today. He isn't even just there to repair your puncture. He's going to give you a brand new tire, and He's going to give you something again in your life that puts you back on track. The, the issue, though, is we've got to come back to basics. You know, in the stresses of life, so many expectations on us. Um, exams to do, fashion styles to adhere to, <laughs> social connections to keep up, adventures to explore, houses to buy, kids to raise, a wife to live with, a husband to live with. I was wondering which one was going to get the biggest uh, response on that. But, uh... <laughs> And you were all scared to respond because you sat next door to your wife or your husband. Life is like that. No wonder life gets complicated. And in the middle of all of that, something happens called stress. And in the middle of stress, we lose sight of the basic things sometimes. But two commandments God gives us in the middle of our stressful life. Love God. Love people. But just sometimes we're so distracted that we end up doing neither. Now, I've never done this, but I keep seeing adverts for detoxing. I don't know if anybody here has ever done a detox. It, to me, it sounds really painful, but it's like, you know, flushing out all the poisons out of your, your tummy, um, your blood, and this and that, the other. And I, and I read some of the adverts sometimes, and I think like, well, that sounds great. You know, I mean, my idea of a detox is to take a pill to do it for me. Whereas actually it's a bit more painful of that. But, you know, the testimonies of people who have done detox say, oh, they feel so alive at the end of it. You know, I believe that God wants to give us sometimes a spiritual detox. That we can flush through our mind some of the stuff that you've talked about, that I talk, we think about. Shouldn't be, we shouldn't be thinking about it. The Bible gives a list of things and then gives another list of things that are good things and says, now think about these things. It's a detox that goes on in our mind. There's a detox in our talk. Sometimes we talk stuff, you know, that's like, oh, well, you know, and do, 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 do. Well, God wants to give you a detox in your talk so that when you talk, you talk the Word of God. You talk faith. You talk hope. You talk forgiveness. You talk love. You talk hope. You know, the Word of God is already detoxed. And if you will only get the Word of God into your heart and into your mind and into your voice also, you'll find that it will be very detoxing to you and it will be an amazing detox moment. It's like downsizing. It's like decluttering. It's like getting rid of, you know, there's been some stuff going around in your mind maybe for years. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to put it aside, to, to bin it, to put it in the skip. 
and say, do you know what? I'm not going to carry that around. Maybe you've had a sense of unforgiveness for somebody. Detox it. Maybe you've had a poor self-image about yourself. Detox it. Declutter it. Maybe you got hurt somewhere in the past and you, and you feel bruised and you're never going to trust anybody again. You know, God wants us to be wise in our relationships, but detox it. Uh, declutter it. Push. Let's get back to basics. Love God, love people, and all the rest. Hang on these two things. You know, it, it helps. <laughs> it's not easy, but it helps. These are some of the questions that we were asking ourselves when we were in our loft during lockdown. We would pick up, for instance, an item of Rachel's clothing, and the first question is, does it still fit? And her answer nearly all the time is, well, I just need... I'm going to get in trouble for this now, you know that. <laughs> I just need to lose a little bit of weight, and it will. To which I said, bin it. When, when you've lost the weight, I'll buy you some more jeans. I did catch her one day lying on the bed backwards like this, doing her best to pull up her... Come on, you've done it as well, some of you ladies. Yeah, I know. Come back to basics. Let's not keep all the stuff there. You know, does it, does it fit? Uh, and let me ask you some questions about helping us to detox and come back to basics. Does body help you? How do you answer it? Does jealousy help you? Does being moody help you? Does holding a grudge help you? Does keeping unforgiveness in your heart help you? Does being lazy help you? Does driving yourself too hard with focus and determination help you? Does setting unreal expectations help you? Does the love of money help you? And the list could go on. But there are all things in there that I guess you, like me, do that we need to come back to basics on and detox our heart and detox our mind, detox our lives and say, do you know what? This is not worth me giving my life for. It's time for me to do a detox, to do a declutter and get back to basics. What is your list? You know, when I was going through that little list that I wrote for myself, when I was studying for this, I wrote down some of the things that maybe are important in, for me to make sure I'm detoxed on you. You might have some other things that are down there, but whatever it is, it's a place to come to where we say we detox. You see, there are some important things that we do need to keep. So when we're going in through our loft, coming back to basics, there were some things that Rachel said, I'm not getting rid of that, that's important to us. And I said, okay, that's fine. You know, there are some things in our lives that are important. Love. Because if we're going to love God and we're going to love people, don't ditch your love because love never fails. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love makes a way where there is. It looks like there is no way. The love of God. He loved us when we were still sinners. You know, thank God for love. And if He's going to love us like that, the Bible says we ought to love also one another. Don't ditch love. You might have found yourself, I'm not going to love anybody anymore. Don't ditch love. What about faith? Don't ditch faith. These are the basics. The basics that we really need to keep inside our heart are that we love God and that we love people, that we walk with faith. The Bible says we're never going to have any, any, uh, we're not, any opportunity to please God unless we've got faith. What about integrity? You know, it's your reputation. Be, 
in serving and living right for the living God that is a testimony to the world in which we live. We need to keep our reputation. Let your word be your word. Just live righteously before God. Generosity, don't ditch generosity because the Bible says God loves a generous giver. The Bible tells us very clearly that what we give, He will be given back to us again, only not just in the same measure, but increased measure, 10 times, 50 times, 100 times over. Generosity opens the door. Your gift will make a way for you, the Bible says. What about wisdom? Don't ditch wisdom. Say, oh, forget it. No. Let's ask God for wisdom. The Bible says that if we ask for wisdom, what, what will God do? He will give it to us. God's wisdom helps us to make smart choices, and making smart choices helps you to stop making mistakes. Obedience is another thing that we should never ditch. Don't, don't ditch, say, well, God, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, well, if God says to do it, put Him first and do whatever He says to do. We need to be obedient to God. He is God after all. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says this, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. If you remember the verse earlier was all these things hang on. Love God and love people. Now he's saying seek first the kingdom of God. Put Him first in your life. Come back to basics. Jesus first in your life and then everything else is going to be given back to you. It's back to Jesus, isn't it? That's what this month is about. That's what this ministry is about. In fact, this is what this ministry is about all the time, not just in September, but you'll find it's the same when it comes to October and November and December and in 2024 all the time. We're always going to lift up Jesus, amen? We're going to encourage you and me together. We're going to encourage one another to keep Jesus at the center of all that we do and all that we are as a church, but also in our individual life. The main thing is Jesus, that we can get back to reading the Word. We can get back to praying regularly. We get back to listening to the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit, getting back to submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's a massive thing, isn't it? question that I'm asking you today is what's on your list to ditch? What's on your list that you say, do you know what? I'm doing this. I'm running around like a headless chicken trying to make this happen, make this happen, make this happen. And actually, it isn't producing. It isn't what God has put on my agenda. The stuff that we all do, stuff that we give our mind to, stuff that we talk about, it's time to ditch it. I'm asking you right now. I'm not finished my sermon yet, but I want, I want you to think about it right now and say to God, oh God, I'm giving you this. Maybe it's a worry. Give it to God. Ditch it. Maybe it's a disappointment. Give it to God. Ditch it. Maybe it's some sort of unreal drive and expectation that you're punishing yourself with and working so hard. Ditch it. Get the right balance of life. Maybe it's some sort of ungodliness or impurity in your life and your thinking. Ditch it. Come on, let's give it all to Jesus right now. Give it to Him. Throw it away. And then say to God, oh, thank you, Lord. I am receiving your forgiveness. Wow, that feels better, doesn't it? That's what detox is all about. You say, well, it's not done like that, is it? Yes. Actually, it's a, it's a moment of faith. It's an actual giving to God. You lay your burdens before God. You give to God your insecurities. You give to God all those things that actually are not supposed to be part of your busy agenda. And we come back to basics and we say, I'm getting rid of all the other stuff. 
and I'm coming back to where it really is. And the where it really is, is Jesus loving God, loving people, because everything else hangs on it. You know, that's true not only of you, but it's true of us, us as a church as well. We need to make sure that we stay back in basics. You know, we have a little saying at Destiny that says our church is really focused on the Word, the worship, and witness. We, you know, we, we, I really like those little phrases. It's helped me to understand the vision of our church. Word, amen. We're doing it right now. You're doing it. Well done to you. You're doing it. Sat and watch me at home, wherever you are right now. You're doing it right now. You're into the Word. Amen. We're not... We're not just here to tell a few little light stories. That's why the Word is so important in our church. We're, we're a church that loves the Word, that teaches the Word. That's why we really want you to join us on the Wednesdays as well. The Word of God makes us strong. The Word of God speaks into our heart. The Word of God is, is the process of discipleship. There's no better discipleship maker than Jesus. You know, and He used His parables, which is what we're going to look at uh, starting this next Wednesday, to train people in the ways of godliness. He will do it for us as well. You know, we're a church of, the wor of worship. Doesn't that great time of worship today? I just loved it. If you didn't, you just got to engage with it. Because when you engage with it, then it's... And I stood on the front row singing my, my voice out, thinking, oh God, my voice has got to last a long time today. I better not exhaust it entirely before I get up and preach. Uh, but just great to worship. I don't you love, I appreciate our band and, and all that they do and helping to bring us. But it's not just being here to watch them worship. It's engaging in worship. We're a church of worship. We love to worship a witness. That's all about our testimony. That's all about lifting Jesus high in the community. Not just our church in this community, but wherever you are. When you go to work tomorrow, be a witness for Jesus. When you talk to your neighbor, be a witness for Jesus. When you're with your family who don't, haven't come to faith yet, be a witness for Jesus. We want to be a good witness for Jesus Christ. Amen? We want to be able to say, yeah, come on, God is good. And then say, and uh, if you come to church, we'll do you good. Rather than, well, Jesus is wonderful, but church is a bit cranky. I'm glad our church isn't a bit cranky, aren't you? You know, we, we, you're, we've got the best people here and there, wherever you are. You know, best people, you know, and, and, and it's great. Good, why? Because it's a good witness for the glory of Jesus Christ. Of course, there's much more to church than those three, but those three are important bases. Basics for us. We will never minimize the Word of God. We will never minimize worship. We will never minimize our testimony in wanting to be a witness for Jesus Christ. There are other things that we need to do. We need to fellowship. We need to break bread. We need to pray. We need to serve. We need to give. We need to do evangelism and, and all those other things. But actually, it comes from some basics that are there for us all about. You know, let me take just a minute on this, and, and, and I, need, I need to come to the end of what I'm doing. Fellowship, for instance, is really important. But fellowship is so much more important than friendship. Do you know I have friendship with some people, but no fellowship with them? I have friendship with some neighbors, but no fellowship with them because they're not my brother or my sister. Because fellowship is, is relationship at a totally different level. We are just two fellows in the same ship because we've got our same Father, which is in heaven. And when I meet somebody, they might be a good friend, and I really appreciate them, and they're very kind, and they're very lovely, and very whatever. When I meet with my fellow brothers and sisters, when I meet with you, we are into 
fellowship at a different level. That's the value. That's one of the basics of us being together as church. We are together at a level that you will never have with your friend at work. Appreciate your friend. Lead your friend to Jesus. And then you'll take your friendship to a new level of fellowship. It's the same thing about serving. There's some very helpful people around in the world who will help and who will do this and will do the other. But actually when we serve, we don't serve just to help out. We serve because we're serving Jesus. You know, when people come here and they serve, people now, many people, making this service happen. People on our tech booth, making this happen. People with our children, people in our cafe, people in our car park. You know, people who prepared the room before you came. People, 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 doing, doing this. They're not just doing it because it's a chore to do because I want to help out. This week, people coming into our building, day after day after day, doing things. Thank you very much. But you're doing it with a heart that isn't just helping out like a chore. We are serving the Lord. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. And, and that, that, that's the difference, and, it, and it's a back-to-the-basic thing. You, you know, there's so many other things that we could look at, but I'm asking you right now to take the time to declutter. Take the time to detox. Take the time to come... Well, the Bible has it like this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 1 or 2. It says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us let us fix our eyes on who jesus who is the author and the perfecter of our faith what do you need to throw off you know i believe that there's a lot of throwing off happening during today this service and when hundreds of people come into our second service soon who are going to throw off stuff you know and, and you're going to get lighter you're going to get freer. You're going to feel the benefit of saying, I don't have to carry all that stuff anymore. I've come back to basics. It's loving God, loving people. It's getting into a place where I can actually just walk free with God without all of the other clutter. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I... I'm not going to give you stress. No, I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. That's, that's back to basics, isn't it? That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be in a place where we are back online, where we are back to basics, where we're saying, oh, okay, life got complex. There's this, there's that, and the other, but actually we're staying focused, and we're putting Jesus first. We're going to sing the song together right now with joy in our hearts that says, One way, Jesus. You know, sometimes we have a, a real quiet song at the end of the service because it's like a moment to say to God, Here I am. And I want you to have that as well. But I, we're going to sing this song with joy. And I want to ask you to, in a minute, just get on your feet and sing it out like crazy to say there's one way, Jesus. He's the one that we're living for. He's the one. He's at the focus of this. If we're back to basics, if it's all back down to one word, not even two verses or two thoughts, it's one word. His name is? It's back to? It's all about? He's the answer. Jesus is the answer. It's one way Jesus is back to you. So my prayer for you today, for you watching us online, my prayer for you is this day. Make Jesus, put Jesus at the center of everything. That's how we get back to basics. That's where we really find our balance and our focus. 
and we can declutter, we can detox, we can say goodbye to some of the stuff that's fagged us and distracted us and tired us and hurt us. Say goodbye to it and say hello to a blessed, freer, more open tomorrow because you put Jesus at the center of everything. Amen? Come on, let's stand. Let's sing it. Thank you.